What's going on? Welcome to the show. Happy Thursday. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. The phone numbers are 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Pete Callender, or you can email me Pete at the Pete Callender Show. And all of that requires you to know how to spell my name. It actually cuts down on the spam. Uh, all right, I'll tell you. It's K-A-L-I-N-E-R. That's how you spell it. So, uh, big news. Contrary to what everybody was predicting, the federal government is going to be able to keep borrowing money. All right. I mean, we dodged. Yeah, it was close for a minute there. I thought this might not happen, but then it happened. And so now we can keep borrowing money. Man, like we were like walking that edge for a moment there. I thought they might actually have to live within their means. Yeah. I mean, do you realize how close we came to utter annihilation here? Really dodged a bullet on that one. So Democrats now have accepted the offer from Mitch McConnell. Oh, but oh, before I get to that, something actually that's more important. Um, tonight at uh, 7.30, we're going to be doing the, uh, the Talktoberfest. Yeah, this is way more important than uh, Democrats uh, taking this deal. Uh, so it's tonight at 7.30. Go on to the Facebook and uh, you will, if you go to the WBT Facebook page, which I think is WBT Radio. Uh, so if you search for that, make sure you like it and, uh, you know, click the little like button. Uh, but uh, we're going to be doing the Talktoberfest and I will be part of the uh, the duo. I will be basically 50% of the on-air presence, 33 and a third percent of the total team. Because Josh is going to be running the... Uh, the cameras and such and moderating. And so he's going to be behind the camera. Josh will be. And then Bo Thompson from the morning show and me from this uh, noon show, we will be on air together like we were this morning, probably with fewer technical difficulties. Not really sure what happened there this morning, but um, I do anticipate some discussion about this chair that is still in the studio. We actually, we smoked out, Former mayor, former governor, Pat McCrory, on Twitter last night. They smoked him out with this chair discussion. So we'll see what happens. We'll give you an update. Uh, 7.30 tonight. Be there or uh, or not, I guess. Uh, but you can, it's it's totally free. And we're, I mean, we're, we're not going to talk, uh, I don't think, Bo and I have not been planning to talk about politics. I, I, I love this, uh, this tweet here from, who is this? Toilet paper Nicholson. Oh, tip. Sorry. T-I-P. I thought it said T-P Nicholson. Tip says on the Twitter machine, um, because we put out a, uh, a promo telling people, hey, it's time for Talktoberfest. It's going to be tonight, 730 on the Facebook page. What are your questions for Bo and Pete? Pour yourself a pint and let the fun begin. So that's the that's the promo. And... Then we got some, and then, of course, there's a hashtag. What does P-R-O-S-T mean? Hashtag Prost. Prost. What is that? Is that some sort of German word for drinking for Oktoberfest? Is that like, is that the the, the German greeting in the month of October? I don't know. Because then, like, some bot just spammed the responses because of that hashtag. Um, And then this person says, only if anything other than politics will be discussed. 
Only if, oh no, please, please. We want you to come watch the Facebook stream so bad. I promise to turn all of the content over to you. Tip Nicholson. <laughs> I have, look, we said, what are your questions for Bo and Pete? That's the pitch. So it's almost like an ask me anything. Do you have questions? We don't have answers. I mean, but we could take a stab at it. Um, depends on, well, it depends on what the question is. If you ask me how big space is, I'm not going to know. But uh, if you ask me why we drive on parkways and park on driveways, I'm still not going to know that either. Okay, but there might be some other things that I would know, and then I could answer those questions. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Did you hear this question that Brett Winterbull asked yesterday and then uh, with Bo? And then Bo discussed it this morning with Brett Jensen. And I think I might ask him about it, too, because I've actually had this discussion as a talk topic before, because it's actually a really deep philosophical question that people kind of just ignore the deep rooted uh, uh, ethical dilemma posed by some of the answers. And the question is, if you could pick any superpower, what would it be? And they give you the option. And usually like the one there's a guy he wrote like 10,000 words on this one day, and I read it. I read it was like in the Atlantic or something, and I read this whole, this whole piece that he did. He wrote a book about it, I think, and he spent like a year just going around asking people, "Would you prefer to have invisibility, the the power to see, or oh, sorry, to the power, or was it he was or X-ray vision or flying? That's what it was. Would you prefer to have X-ray vision or would you prefer?" Uh, to fly. I think that's what his premise was. Or maybe it was that you could be invisible. But essentially, the x-ray vision and being invisible is kind of the same thing. But that's the thing, is most people immediately knee-jerk reaction. What this guy found was most people immediately say, uh, be invisible. And then you start going through some of the, and this is what hung up Bo, <laughs> because he starts asking, like, the practical questions, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so, uh, like, because there was a third option that Winterbull threw out there, Adam, which was uh, uh, time travel. Round trip 25 times. It's capped, though. So you could do time travel but capped but 25 times. But it's capped? Right. You get 25 time travels. You get, like, a punch card? Yes. <laughs> It's a ticket, and you get right. You get, you get to go once, and you go back, and like that to me is the obvious winner. To me, the obvious winner. But eventually, you run out of it, though. True. All good things have to come to an end. I mean, so, so too will your ability to fly and the invisibility when you die. Right? They come to an end. But I feel like you get to use them more than twenty-five times, though. Well, see, here's the thing. Once you start going into the 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 you got to answer some of the pragmatic questions first. Like for example, can I fly? Do do I can I fly as high as I want to? Like how high can I go? Like can you go into space or Right. Yeah. Or how about this? How fast am I going? Like am I going so fast that now I can literally go anywhere w- within just, you know, a minute or two? Or am I bound by you know, the speed of sound or speed of light or something like that. You can't go in the no-fly zones. <laughs> right. Am I right? Am I restricted to certain airspace? Can I carry people with me? Or is it just me? I'm not allowed to fly with anybody else unless I can hold on to them. Can I construct some sort of contraption where I can hold them on to me? All of these questions are way more important 
than the debt ceiling. So, like, is my speed while flying capped at commercial air flight or is it military travel? What if I hit a bird while flying? Like, there's all of these questions. Okay. 704-570-1110. Yes, I have, like I said, I've, I've gone over these topics before. Not the time travel one. And I think I heard, I think it was uh, Brett Jensen who, you know, threw the question out, you know, do you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? And yes. Or at least take him, you know, at least kidnap him. Yeah, because wasn't that like the the final scene in one of the Deadpool movies where he's he goes back in time to baby Hitler and he just can't do it? <laughs> he's literally just like pacing around the room. He's just like, this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. Right, because it's still a kid. Like, what do you do? You kill baby Hitler, and that's a very everybody thinks they can do it. But here's so this is what I said. The first thing I would do, and I'm not intending to talk about this. I, I I'm just this will be. I, I could I can discuss this tonight. Right. In order to appease Tip Nicholson. I can I, I can go over all of this, but here's the first thing I would do. You know the first thing I would do? Show me the beginning. I want to go back to minute or second zero. I want to be at the beginning. Show it to me. Then I want to zoom forward like 100 years from now, and I'm, I'm going to go get the almanac like Marty McFly. <laughs> and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to place a whole bunch of bets. I'm going to be a bajillionaire or uh, I'm just going to, you know, befriend Elon Musk or uh, Notch, the guy who came up with Minecraft. Like that, that. Those are my and those are two time travels. I got 23 left. So you're gonna, pretty good. So you're going to live in one of the high rises in Charlotte. There's going to be the, the biggest building in Charlotte skyline is going to be Pete Callender's no, no, house. No. And- no, the biggest skyline in Charlotte still has to be the Hugh McCall building. Bank of America. Yeah, but that's not how it happened in the movie, though, because Biff, Biff's... I don't... Biff's, Biff's that's little, fantasy. Biff's I'm talking little, reality Biff. here. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are. All right. Let me go over here to Brian. Brian has a question. Hello, Brian. What's going on? Hey, Pete. Hey. I, I need to I need make a comment about this, um, the uh, Social Security, how it's funded and how it's paid out. All right. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say Mark Levin last night on the, his show at 7 p.m. on WBP. He stated that Social Security is paid, is funded by the Social Security taxes from payroll. Correct? Well, ostensibly, yes. That's the, that was the idea. The problem is now you got more people drawing out than paying in, and it's not going to be. It's actually in better shape than, say, uh, Medicaid and Medicare, but it's, it, it is not going to be. It's right now drawing down. It's losing the money. But there's no money actually in the uh, in the, as Al Gore called it, the lockbox, uh, there is no lockbox of the money. Okay. So when somebody makes the comment that Social Security won't be paid out, is that factual? Because to me, it, it sounds like it's funded by the payroll tax and it doesn't have to be borrowed. But what you just said lends me to believe that some of it has to be borrowed. Correct. I don't know where the truth of the lie is. So the idea, first off, the thing to always kind of understand about uh, Social Security is that it is at heart a Ponzi scheme. You know what a Ponzi scheme okay. is, right? Yeah. All right. So it's it's, uh, it, it's where people who are new entrants into the program pay in and the people who are there longer draw out. And the longer you are able to survive, 
uh, to live in that program, you draw more money out. You'll take more out. Whereas if you die soon, everything you paid in is gone, right? And this is actually why there is an argument to be made. Like you want to talk about systemic racism and that sort of thing. Black people pay in a lot more money and then they end up uh, with they have shorter lifespans in general, not always, but in general. And so they tend not to draw out as much. And so, like, you can make an argument that that is systemically racist, right? Because they're paying in all this money and then they don't enjoy the benefits uh, when they retire. So that's the idea. So it works as long as you have more people paying in than drawing out. And it works if the benefits kind of keep pace with people's lifespan. Uh, as we live longer, you obviously now are going to require more money. And if you are not changing the retirement age, then you're going to be drawing out more money because more people are living longer, if that makes sense. Now, uh, the millennials are a pretty big generation so there's uh, there's this sort of renewed expectancy that there can be some solvency there. But uh, the, the problem is, is that the money that was being paid in, there was a Social Security uh, fund that was supposed to like all the money that got paid in early before everybody was drawing out, that there was supposed to be some funding there to shore up the system uh, because it's not completely self-sufficient in real time, if that makes sense. So, no, it's not a... It's not a long-term viable strategy. It's not, um, which is why if you tried to do that kind of a program in real life, you would go to jail. Is this the Back to the Future music? Is that what that is? Sounds like Star Wars. Oh, well, that makes sense then. <laughs> Hello, Tim. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, I was just thinking about your comments on the time travel. Yeah. And it's great to talk to you, by the way. Um, you were talking about going back and with baby Hitler. <laughs> what I would do is because I've always read that he was a painter. He wanted to go to art school but got rejected. Mm. I would go back and make sure he made it to art school and see how that played out. Because then you still got 24 other chances to go back and change that if you needed to. Right. So without murdering him. That's correct. Right. So that's true. I hadn't thought of that. You do get a do-over. You get several of them, actually, with the 25-round trips. So you might as well try it peacefully first. That's why, well, I did suggest maybe kidnapping him instead. Like, you don't have to kill him. You could just kidnap him. And, you know, put him in a different location, different country might have been the, I mean, that could have been the difference, you know, put him in France. He might have done very well uh, with the painting in France. And even as a child, you could relocate into one of the countries that he actually became the despised. And if he grew up in one of those countries, he would have grown up um, with them, right. not to despise them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And so maybe, the- okay, so maybe murdering the person which should not be my first uh my first attempt yeah but it's always the first thought that comes to your mind when it comes <laughs> to someone who created such atrocities right <laughs> you know and then the second one you were talking about going forward to get the almanac like yeah. they did in back to the future yeah yeah but yeah. you got to remember what happened to biff when he did it how bad it changed things i would go just far ahead enough to get the next powerball winning numbers yeah 
come back and just get that one, that would set you up comfortably for life. Mm-hmm. Then you still got the other, I, I would say 23, because you use one to take care of Hitler, one to set yourself up and your family for life. Yeah. Then you got the other 23 just to go and explore. And like you say, going back to the beginning, I think it would be an awesome thing to do, too. Yeah. Just so, to truly see how it all started. Right. So here's the thing I keep hearing, because Ryan said this as well during the break, like, oh, but think about what happened to Biff. Like, first off, maybe it's because I just don't remember the movie. But I, I don't. It, that's not. That's not persuasive to me because I don't. So, well, he was, well, he was a seedy character too, right? So if you're if you're someone that's more uh, better judgment, yeah, odds of that happening is going to be a lot less probable. Right. I think I'm better than Biff. He was a fake character, for example. So. So the other thing too was in the movie, Biff gets all his money. He does yeah. have the Albanac, and he keeps using it. But he got all that money right off the one horse race. Right. So the the the, the Powerball is the same as the horse race. Right. So you just well, that's the whole point. Is right. That you, is true. You set yourself up. So this is the thing about money too. This is actually a really good point uh, to to explore uh, real quickly, which is um, that money is amoral. Right. Money is neither good or bad. People that are good can use money for good things, and people who are bad... Like Batman. <laughs> ...can use money for bad things. Exactly. You know, Batman doesn't have a superpower, right? Except, like you said during the break... Having an immense amount of money. Right. That is and kind of a superpower, I guess. Which is another thing that always struck me about Batman. He's just a regular guy. He's got a suit. He's got the utility belt, right? And he's got a lot of money. But you know that that means he's got to do a lot of working out all the time. Well, what happens if he's at the gym... And, uh, you know, he's really, he's like really going all out at the gym. And then, oh my gosh, there's the bat signal. He's got to run out the door. Like, does the crime fighting thing ever suffer because like, oh, it was leg day at the gym and now I can't jump, you know, like I just, I, these are the things I wonder about. So. That's true. And then when you talk about the superpowers, throw one other thing in there. I would choose the x-ray vision. And the reason being is, you know, some of it's kind of selfish. You go to a, convenience store you can see all the lottery tickets and know which one to pick off as far as the scratch off mm-hmm. but then on the flip side if someone's sick or ailing or something you could actually see inside them to see what's wrong are they having a heart attack at the moment is it something else and you could actually be very beneficial to people on the flip side as well whereas flying you're just getting from point a to point b it's just getting you there faster than you would in a car so it'd be great to do but i think you would get bored with that after a time but i think with x-ray vision there's so many possibilities you could use with it is almost endless but that i think the x-ray vision slash invisibility thing is it, it makes you um i think it's it's less ethical there aren't a lot of ethical things to be done i guess you've named one that you could actually use it to help people but i could use i could run my own life flight service right as a flying thing like i could just ferry people around that you know that are in car accidents and they don't have to wait for a helicopter you know i could ferry them around i could do that i could be like a like an air uber you know i could do that for people um so i mean again it's how you want to use it um and if you want to use it for good i mean one of the other things if you're invisible you could uh, you know you could bust up human trafficking rings that kind of thing. Like, you could embed yourself. But then eventually the criminals are going to know, like, hey, there's an invisible guy. He's busting us all. So why don't we use some heat mapping uh, technology, and then we'll bust him that way. You know, So there's always a downside here. That's why I kind of go is. back to the uh, to the time travel. Because you get to, you know, make Hitler a painter, uh, see the Big Bang or the beginning of it all, the creation of, uh, of everything. Uh, or, um, uh, and uh, you get the almanac. And you become rich. So, like, to me, there's, like, no downside to the time travel thing. 
That's why. That's I, true. Yeah. But That's true. Uh, then when you talk about some of the other capabilities, although a lot of us like to think we have good moral compasses, sometimes when we gain certain things, sometimes we let ourselves become questionable people mm-hmm. because we've gotten things that we weren't used to. True. Right, because immediately when when everybody gets invisibility or X-ray vision or whatever it is, like the first thing they're going to do is like go run and start spying on people. And that's not ethical, but I'm sure that's the first thing everybody thinks about doing. But at some point, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, what, at some point, like, what, what, what am I doing? I'm just, like, hanging around in bathrooms now. Like, you're a perv. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So right. true. But thank you for letting me be on. I hope you have an awesome day. All right, you too, Tim. Thanks for the call, Thanks. sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know, look, all I know about invisibility I learned from watching The Boys. That's it. And it, there's not a lot of good. There's a reason. Spoiler alert. There's a reason that guy died early, right? It, because there's not a lot you can do. With that power, except perviness. That's it. And if you don't have any other su- other superpower, like invulnerability or super strength or something like that, if it's just if it's just invisibility, then yeah, you're just basically perv man hanging out in the bathroom or lady perv lady. Sorry, don't mean to don't mean to gender specify here. Um, yeah, so I just don't see a lot of value in that one, and um. So I think the flying one, once you work out the the kinks of, you know, what if I hit a bird? Do I die at, you know, a thousand miles an hour? I mean, that's a pretty big hurdle, right? Because if so, I'm not going to fly. Like, am I, am I, do I have a, is this like restrictor plate flying? You know, that's, I think that's a pretty key detail. Because if I'm going to be capped at a certain uh, speed, then, you know, or, or how about this? Like, if I'm going to fly, can I fly around the world? Uh, and if I go over cold areas, am I going to freeze to death? Like, that's no fun. So I would need some sort of, you know, like temperature regulatory kind of a, a dynamic going in there as well. Hey, News Talk 1110 wbt See, this makes me concerned. I don't know if I even want to take this because... This on the call screening monitor here it says Spencer another Hitler solution. <laughs> and I'm not sure this this could be problematic. Let's see what he says. Hello, Spencer. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, I will I will uh throw a loop at you. You know, um Adolf Hitler used to have a bushy and in World War one, a gas attack happened, and he put his gas mask on, and it leaked around the bushy mustache, and so he suffered from mustard gas effects. That's why he trimmed his mustache down huh. to, uh, to make it fit inside the gas mask. Well, what you need to do is go back in time and steal the filter out of his gas mask. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does make me wonder, though, and this is terrible. I shouldn't even think this, but like that—that that, that is some commitment to the mustache. If that's actually—I mean—is that actually what happened? That's why he trimmed it down that short. Yeah. Why not just shave it off? He wanted a mustache. I know. That's what I mean. Like, how committed are you to the mustache that you gotta have it, even though it looks ridiculous because you 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 trimmed it down to such a small? I don't know. That's just. 
You'll have to go back in time and ask him. Yeah, that's true. I could do that and then steal the filter yeah. out of his uh, mask. Yeah, interesting. Uh, very, very interesting. Thank you, Spencer. I appreciate it. That, that is another. I thought he was going a different direction with the way the comment read there. Um, Max. And, uh, Hello, Max. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, so hey. great to hear you in this time slot instead of best of rush. <laughs> I used to listen to you when you were on, I think it was after Hancock long ago. Oh, yeah, that was 9 to midnight. Yeah, that was nice, and that's good to hear you again. Yeah, so wait, wait, wait. Is this Max Max, like the Max that called me up in uh, Asheville as well? And Yeah, uh, maybe. No, I don't. Are you the Max that would go and protest in Washington, D.C.? I have called you, but not in Asheville. Okay, did you ever protest for liberal causes in Washington, D.C.? No. <laughs> All right, I was going to say, you don't sound like that, Max. No, no. Okay, but good to hear you. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I just wanted to add that it doesn't just have to be pervy uses for invisibility. A detective or a spy or a thief could get great use out of it. All right, so hang on a second. So mustache that was kind of popular back then it was the charlie chaplin style so i doubt that's true about the gas mask oh interesting okay so i'm not sure well if i had a time machine I, or i could travel in time i could go back and determine what the truth actually was there for the mustache but <laughs> to your point though on the on the invisibility so no it doesn't have to be just just perviness but i would point out what two of the three things that you just listed were illegal right oh, like criminal just not yeah. perverted <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. All right. So I'm. I did not mean to limit the power of invisibility to strictly pervy things. It could also be used for illegal activity as well. So is that tonight at seven thirty that you're going to be doing more of this? Uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like we've exhausted all of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll value in hopes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, seven thirty on the Facebook. Uh, on the WBT page, WBT Radio. So uh, come on in and join us. All right, thanks. All right, man. man. All right, take it easy. Thank you, Max. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying you're restricted to only pervy things. I should be clear. You could totally use it for other unethical behavior as well. Not just pervy behavior. Just a whole realm of unethical behavior too. Now you can use it for some good. He mentioned being a detective. Although I think that only works if you have, you know, some suspects, right? Because and then you what you would follow them around. But then how would you use that information in the trial? Because it would obviously be illegal surveillance, like, like wiretapping. Yeah, if you're using invisibility to go find people and and tail them and and just monitor them, I mean, you're basically then you're the federal government. So. <laughs> All right, you're, yeah, you're the FBI looking at uh, uh, the PTA people at the uh, school board meeting. <clears throat> so I just think that there's, there's more, I think there's just more benefit for the, uh, for the others versus invisibility. And like I said, I read an entire piece. It was a massive write-up that a guy literally spent, I want to say it was over a year. He would just go around and ask people that question. He didn't have the third option of time travel. It was just invisibility or, um, or flying. And he said the vast majority of people immediately say invisibility. And then after you talk about it a little bit, then you start. And he eventually put in parameters 
So when he would start asking these questions, he would restrict people and tell them like, okay, you can only fly this fast and this altitude and uh, you can't take people with you because that was a big question. For me, that's a huge question. Like if it's just flying for myself, then why do I care? Right? Like unless you're, unless you like to travel, but I'm not saving any time and I have to fly by myself, then I might as well just fly in a plane, right? And if I could tell the future... Because I've, uh, I can time travel, then I would know if the plane I'm about to get on is going to crash, and then I wouldn't take that flight, and I would try to get the flight, you know, canceled. So, like, like it just it seems like there's, you know, there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot more benefit to the time travel. All right, let me go over here to Tim. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the show. What's up? Good afternoon, Pete. Hey, hey. When you do your Facebook show later, yeah. I would put a camera on a chair with nobody sitting in it, <laughs> use your cloak of invisibility, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when you go to a break, you come back and pop in the chair, Ah, and then I, keep guessing. I don't think we are doing uh, commercial breaks tonight. I think it's just straight through. Well, uh, just use your superpower for good. That's, that's all I can tell you. And that's it. See, limited value. Although, I guess, oh, I, guess I could oh, become... Oh, oh, hang on a second. All right. Uh, well, thanks for the call, Tim. I think I could... I could become, like, the world's best puppeteer. I guess I had overlooked that. True enough. I could become... I could, I could like, be in the theater. I could do all sorts of, like, the stage management. I could be a stage hand. Right. And I could do all sorts of that, like sort of what is, you know, quote unquote, behind the scenes. But I could actually be in the scene and nobody would know. I could I could deliver. Oh, I could be next to somebody whispering their lines to them Mm -hmm. when they forget them. See what I mean? Just very limited use. What you should do tonight is you should just take a video uh, or just put move the camera to that chair in the corner, Pat McCrory's chair, yeah. and just not sit in it and talk off camera so it looks like you're invisible <laughs> in Pat McCrory's chair. <laughs> uh, I told you, right? We smoked him out. I will we'll explain tonight on the live stream. I don't want to get into it. Uh, I do have some other, I, like, honestly, I have other topics. I'm not just, like, I had no intention of talking about any of yeah, this. Yeah, we did just get a uh, program director call. Not from the program director, but someone saying, I'm going to go change the channel. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's fine. Bye. Um, no, that's what Rush Limbaugh used to call the stick-to-the-issues crowd. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets the calls like that. How dare you talk about the thing that I don't care about? Limbaugh would talk about his iPhone and Apple stuff. And I never, I'm not an Apple person. I don't have apples. I don't eat apples. <laughs> nothing. So, like, it never, it never interested me. I never felt the need to send him an email. I'm not listening to you when you talk about this thing that you're interested in, and some people are too. The irony, of course, is that people have been emailing and calling and stuff about the topic. But that being said, we will be moving on. So, gotta always have to appease the PDs. Right. <laughs> Off to the WBT News Center for news. Back in a minute.